0: Well, um, I I go way back, and uh, I guess I am an old soul,
1: because I I freaked my mom out when I was six years old. Uh, I told her I was reincarnated. Welcome to the Peach Jam podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians from all across the Peach State. Each episode will profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPP studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell, and on this week's episode, we're gonna talk to an artist from McDonough, Georgia, who, at the time of this recording, has the number one album on the Billboard Blues Charts.
0: Uh, I'm Eddie Ninevolt, I'm a musician from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, If I had to describe my music, I'd say it was Southern Soul music, man. What exactly is Southern Soul? Well, you know, in a, in a in a land of all these genres these days and everything it's hard to uh, you know, put us in a category cuz we grew up in a band where we played covers, we played 4-hour sets, so we we did country, we did western, we did uh, blues, rock and roll, whatever man, and um but now recently with the band, uh, we we've been getting into a lot of soul music. And so uh and uh so we just call it southern soul, man. It's just a mix, a gumbo of music if you want if you will, you know.
1: A gumbo of music. I love that.
0: <laughs> yes sir.
2: All right. We're going to do a song called Beg, Bar, and Steal. One, two, three. This old train is rattling the stones. A woman I love, I gotta get her back. She told me that she loved my good and
1: The problem is, is, this is Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is about truthfulness and transparency and being honest, and you're going to sit here and pretend like you're not a time traveler that has a DeLorean or a TARDIS or something parked in the back, and that you didn't travel to 1948 Memphis or 1954 Chicago, because your music is not of this time. Well, thank you, man. Where did you learn this? Uh, honestly, you know, I
0: I had a very, uh, normal growing up. Uh, my dad, you know, he he showed me ACDC, Black Sabbath, stuff like that, but, uh, it wasn't until um, I was in my first band and uh, we he, they showed me the Beatles and uh, and uh, you know thank thank thankfully we had YouTube I didn't have to go to a library and find all these VHSs and stuff but uh, we uh, I was watching uh, the Beatles Your Blues which is a, a song they did with uh, with uh, uh, Keith uh, Richards stuff like that and uh, on the side I saw a, a picture an old black and white picture. A thumbnail, if you will, of Howlin' uh, Wolf Live at Newport, 1966. And I clicked on that and I, I've been changed forever, man. So that's that's really where I, I learned and it was just a deep dive. I'm looking for answers
2: what the good books say my mind.
1: Eddie, how old are you? I'm 26 years old, man. You, you it just blows me away. You're, you are not from this time. I mean, you, you, the things you're talking about, the influences you're talking about are from multiple generations ago. It, but then you're talking about discovering them on YouTube. And so you're absolutely fascinating. Tell me more about that deep dive into the music you did when you saw the thumbnail of Howlin' Wolf well um I, I
0: i go way back and uh, I guess I am an old soul because I, I freaked my mom out when I was six years old uh, I told her I was reincarnated and uh so she took me to you know therapy I only went to one class and uh but uh the, the therapist said he's fine he's normal but uh but yeah, so my mom always thought you know I was just an old soul but uh you know uh history is always uh, uh, has been one of my favorite things man that's the only thing I really excelled at in school i mean I dropped out when I was in a senior and um but uh, no, it's just it, you know my favorite show is like Mad Men. I just love detail on the old history and the, uh, the the
1: the vintage style of things, and it probably comes through our music for sure. No, it absolutely comes through. Yeah, vintage is a is a good word or retro. I heard you and your brother, who's in the band. Mm-hmm. You and your brother were arguing over the words retro and vintage and southern soul, and what are the differences in your brain?
0: Man, you know, I, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to call us blues or, or call us anything. Um, and you know, when people think retro, they think old. It's not an old sound by any means. Yes, we borrow sounds from a lot of, you know, older music. I'd say from the fifties and sixties all the way to the seventies, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like I said—it's that musical gumbo. We just keep turning it, and I don't—I don't have any, you know, uh, lid when it comes to genre, man. It's just whatever sounds good and the people dance to. I dig, man.
2: I've done a lot of-
1: You introduce yourself as being from Atlanta, but you're not just from Atlanta, you're from McDonough. From McDonough, Georgia. Yeah. And then what was it like growing up as an old soul in McDonough?
0: Man, you know, going back, I, I thought it was a, a city back then, man. But now that I've been all over the the, the world and the country, man, I mean, McDonough's such a small—it's a country town, basically. But um, yeah, I mean, I can remember uh, all my friends, you know, blaring rap in their uh, in their. Uh, uh, which nothing wrong with rap, but they were blaring it coming into the school, and I, I had me a 1996 Ford Explorer, and I just got the Highland Wolf Live at London sessions, and I uh, I would I would crank that up to try to compete with them, but. Uh, yeah, but then the car broke down. It was only had it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's fantastic. I love that. You you had to be the only kid listening to that.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because uh, in high school, um, you know, I, at the parties and stuff, you know, I, I would show them at, you know, late night, I would show them, uh, you know, uh, Sun House, I'd show them Howlin' uh, Wolf, uh, Lightning Hopkins, Mance Lipcomb, and I'd show, and they, and they, you know, they'd all be like, what is this music, what is this music, and uh, it blew their mind, and, uh yeah, it's just, I've, I've always been on the quest to find older music. I'm really into reggae right now. I've been listening to a lot of old dub music. And so uh, just anything I can get my hands on, man, if I can learn something, that's what I want to listen
2: to. All right. song's called Yellow Alligator. One. <laughs> Just swimming through the gumbo, gotta keep his head down looking for the gumbo. Jet Got a funny feeling, got the blues on Monday. Gotta swim back for the storm on Sunday. Or we're all gonna get wet. Everybody
1: So when did you start playing guitar? Um, I was a drummer
0: first. I was talking. I was a, in a death metal band uh, as a drummer. I was in sixth grade, and my uh, my uh, my brother, who was in the high school band, they didn't want a middle schooler in the band at all. But I was the only one that could play drums. And uh, until we were doing that, but we made about our, our biggest gig. We made six dollars for the whole band. <laughs> so we had to figure out another way to to, to get some bread and. Uh, we ended up. Uh, uh, my buddy asked me. He goes, "Hey, I need you to sing some uh, songs for us." I didn't really play guitar. I, you know, I messed with it a little bit, but uh, I had to learn about like twelve songs in one week, and in uh, front of a band and sing. And it was into a club about uh, in McDonough, about hundred fifty people, and it was it was like, the biggest drug I could have ever took,
1: just being in front of people with a microphone, man. And, and how old were you? Probably fourteen. All right, you're fourteen years old. You had never really played guitar, and you learned twelve songs in a week. It was crazy. I mean, I had a little background of guitar, but it, I ne- never had
0: any background of singing and playing. So I was come home from school and never did my homework. I was in the in the back
1: room just playing and learning, man. CCR, all those old greats, you know. And then I guess that leads us to why you dropped out of high school, if it's yeah, not I, doing
2: your homework. It, well, that, and it was
0: a lot of late nights, and uh, I don't know how my parents agreed to do it, but they were just like, you know, uh, they said, you know, focus on your music. So I was very, very lucky, and uh, we were doing a lot of shows. I mean, we really uh, were doing like Fat Mats here in Atlanta, which is a barbecue staple. And uh, I would get home, and I would go to school, and I'd just sleep, and the teacher said, he's not doing anything, he's just sleeping. And uh so uh I was I was glad that I was able to, to get out and focus on
1: music man. So you're as a teenager you're playing in Atlanta, mm-hmm. driving back home to McDonough to go to high school and you wake up enough to get there but then fall asleep. I
0: house. mean we go play um uh Macon Georgia and uh I mean I, I can remember being 15 years old and, and they'd pay us they'd just drop a big tub of beer. And I ain't going to name any any uh, <laughs> of the bars but but you know I have been doing that kind of lifestyle since I was like 15 14 years old but uh yeah, it's tough to go to school when you're uh, just, when you're, when you're coming home seeing the sunrise, you know?
2: A fever took my mama. She was dancing on the boondocks. Passed right out and she fell with a boom box. It made a mighty sound. Gonna have a party in the low down swampland. Grilling on some eagle with a no name, farm hand. Or just messing around. Everybody living in the city, but they're living a lot, just living a lot. Laying on my music in the bayou where I always stay high. I gotta stay high, baby, take me high.
1: As we record this right now, your record that just came out is number one on the Billboard Blues Charts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It debuted there, man.
1: It was crazy. I mean, we got the call about like two days ago, to be honest. It was
0: brand new. And um, they said, yeah, you're uh, you're going to be number one. And, and, and it blew me away. I mean, I called everybody. I called everyone in the band that recorded at Capricorn, 11 people. I called them and I was just saying, you know, congratulating them, because that's who really made the record. You know, it, I, I'm, I might be on the cover, but it's really the musicians that made the record.
1: I like that. That's humble and and that's respectful that you would give them the credit for it. But Mm -hmm. obviously your name is on it and you wrote the majority of the songs, right? Or did you write them all? Um, Me and my brother and
0: uh, and our keyboard player Chad Mason. I mean, we all. uh, This was the first record where the whole band kind of wrote some tunes. Okay. But normally it's just me and my brother and um, yeah, we've been writing music uh, since I I can remember. Man, I I can't remember.
1: about getting that phone call because you just kind of blew it off yeah hey you're gonna be number one no you you have the number one album on the blues charts and you said earlier you don't like to say that you play the blues you just play a musical gumbo but this has got to be incredible
0: it's, it's an incredible feeling, man. I'm super grateful. I mean, this pro- whole project, Eddie Ninevolt started started uh, at my grandparents' uh, farm. We lived on their farm, a 100-acre dairy farm, and there was a, a double-wide trailer that we lived in. It was dilapidated, and it was just completely, I mean, the, the toilet was sunk in and stuff like that. But uh, but no, that's where we started. We had one microphone, and we made a record, and we sent I sent it out to all these uh, uh, record companies with an old typewriter going back to vintage. <laughs> and uh, and I, and this one guy in, um, in Germany named Thomas Rue, of Roof Records. He uh, he said, I've never gotten a typewritten letter in my whole career. He said, I saw that, so I opened it and I read it. And so we went from the trailer to getting maybe 50 spins a year and to number one on the billboard on so, the blues charts. What
1: was that first? Record, which one was that? That was called Left My Soul in Memphis. Okay,
0: and um, yeah, that's one of my favorite records,
1: man. And now, did you record that in the double wide? Oh, yeah, recorded it. Uh, my, my bass
0: player, my brother, he uh, uh produced, engineered, mixed it, made it, the faders sound good. He's done that on all the records, man. And tell me, where was that double wide on the farm?
2: Monticello,
0: Georgia, man. <laughs> there's, there's only one four way, and then once you pass it, you've gone past it.
2: <laughs> Everybody
1: The next record was recorded in your parents' living room, is that correct? My
0: dad's living room, and uh, we recorded that, and uh, we wanted to make a blues. That was when we were a strict blues band. That's what we were doing. We were doing a lot of uh, blues clubs around the uh, southeast. And uh, I wanted to do a blues record that was, um, you know, a lot of these blues records and records nowadays, they sound like they're in these you know million-dollar studios, which some of them are. But, uh, and, and, but I wanted to go into the studio or my dad's living room and um, and just make a record with a few mics and, and a live sound, and I got I got the whole band uh, unlimited Bud Light and Little Caesars, <laughs> and they loved it. And they, and you can hear it. And, and the, as the album goes on, you can hear us having more and more of a party, man.
1: Is that what it is? Yeah, that's okay. That's the secret. <laughs> All right, I love that Bud Light and Little Caesars. That's right. <laughs> that's that's, right. that's the name of your autobiography, maybe. Uh, it should yeah. be. <laughs> I I'm, write that down. Write that down. Yeah. If you had to tell me where you're famous, where is it on the planet that you're famous? Because you have to be known somewhere. Man, I'm probably famous
0: just in my uh, my apartment with my fiance and my dog, man. They're from... <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not famous, man. I mean, people know about us, but uh, you know, it's it's we're all. I mean, I got I got uh, you know people messaging us on Denmark, France, Spain, uh, on all these. Uh, uh, of course, Germany. That's where the label's from. But uh, but yeah, I mean. Fame ain't nothing but a thing, man. I'm just trying to make uh, music and just and, and make people's head bop, you know. Is that
1: the end game? You just
0: want to have fun? That's just, I'm already doing it. I'm having fun every day. Every, every, I'm just lucky to be here, man, even, and, and, and just to be able to play shows and get to travel the country and the world, and it's an it's, it's insane life. And uh, I'm, every day I wake up and, and think. I just, I'm just thankful, man. Why is Georgia still home? Man, you know, I've been to almost every state except Alaska and Hawaii, and um, I don't know, man. I, I really love Georgia. Honestly, if you want to know the real honest truth, it's, it's where all the best musicians are, man. I mean, I mean I've mean, i been to New York and, and Nashville. Of course, everyone in Nashville is you know competing for something. But here, I can call a guy, and, and, and they'll be here
1: in 30 minutes, and we're recording a record. It's the family, man. What is it you want people to know about Eddie Nine Volt?
0: Man, I want people to know about, uh, when, I, w- I want people to just relax, come out, and listen to a show, dance, and, and have a good time, and, and not have to think about what the music is, what it is, just, just if, whether it sounds good, and that's, that's our goal every night, to play a show, is to, you know, we like, like the, all the albums, I mean, we're going to mess up, we're going to have fun, and there'll be slip-ups, but, you know, it's, it's about having a, a good time, man, and playing uh, American music, man. All right, doing
2: a song called 3
0: a.m. in Chicago. One.
2: A ground it shakes The hills they breathe The sun it burns Both are my knees Bound and determined to find a meaning within While the earth keeps on turning All around again oh. It's 3 a.m. No lights on inside, a house in the suburbs, you will hear no children cry, but who built the statues that look down upon us, and who prints the money, or who gets to control us, It's 3 a.m. in Chicago Streetlights day
0: does the name come from, man? The name. Uh, my original name is Brooks, but uh, the name comes from uh, uh, trying to keep each other staying up late. You know, and we're from from Georgia, so uh, we we do this thing where we come up with these Boston accents. And I ain't gonna do it on camera. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> I think you should. You can't really say that and not do it. I know, right? I yeah. always I always shoot my foot with that one, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, so we'd stay up late, and you know, and so they call me Eddie, so they'd be like, "Hey, Eddie," you know, and uh, and I used to be driving, I'd say, you know, like, "Be quiet down there." So they said, "Oh, he's he's got a little bit of a, a charge," so they called me Eddie Nine Volt. So, but uh, but it was because you know we used to be Brooks Mason Blues Band, but then again, I didn't want to be you know, uh, I, I didn't want to be labeled as anything, so we changed it to Eddie Nine Volt, and honestly, it's been the best, one of the best moves of uh, career-wise, for
1: sure. And what's that Boston accent sound like? Hey, Eddie. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'll I'm, I'm make a fool of myself. man, And,
0: and, and nobody will show up at a Boston awesome show.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Peach Jam Podcast with Eddie Ninevolt. You can see his entire musical performances on the GPB YouTube page. This podcast is recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. Join us next time when our guest is a singer-songwriter from Chatsworth who didn't start his musical career until he was in his 30s.
0: I don't think I knew that you could make a career out of writing a song and singing it.
1: Pony Bradshaw joins us on the next episode of the Peach Jam Podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Chris Howell, our director of photography. Michael Harris, our production coordinator. Rick Smith of RS Lighting is our lighting director. And our sound engineering was provided by Sounds Good. Be sure to join me for the next episode. And in the meantime, please find and support live local music and in independent record stores in your area.